the Johnson Wax Program. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, Incident 257, written by Don Quinn, with the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with There's a Great Day Coming Manana. What is the most inexpensive way to make your home more beautiful? It's by the regular use of genuine Johnson's Wax on your floors, furniture, and woodwork. Every application of this world-famous wax polish adds mellow, rich beauty. And every application also adds greater protection and makes house cleaning easier. In fact, I don't know of any product that you can buy that offers more advantages. Floors that are wax-protected with genuine Johnson's Wax take on a soft, satiny luster and gleam that sets off all your furnishings. The hard film of Johnson's Wax protects floors against scuffing feet and scraping heels. Dust is whisked away in a jiffy. And there are 100 extra uses for Johnson's Wax. For windowsills, lampshades, picture frames, furniture, leather goods. It's just good housekeeping to have a can of Johnson's Paste or Liquid Wax always on hand. Fibber doesn't feel very well. What's the best thing to do when you don't feel very well? Go to a doctor. So, here in the doctor's office, where our hero is being examined for this and that and sinus, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, 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 just a minute, Doc. Before you start this examination, what's this going to cost me? Uh, take off your shirt. Heavenly days, that's cheap enough. <laughs> No, 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 no. I want the shirt off so I can examine him properly. Oh. As for my fee, Mr. McGee, well, it depends on circumstances. My circumstances or yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come, 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 come. Off with the shirt. Okay, bud. Uh-huh. That's it. Now then, uh, what have been your symptoms? Well, I could have told you them with my shirt on. <laughs> well, don't be so impudent, dearie. He's been having headaches, Doctor. Where? Oh, now, look, Doc, where do you usually have headaches? In your... McGee! Uh, sit down, McGee. Okay. That's it. Oh, Miss Gribble, bring me Mr. McGee's history. I've got one of his old geographies at home, too, Doctor, if you need that. No, no, thank you. Uh, now, McGee, according to your history, I... Hey, Doc, that... come over to my house right away. My wife broke her leg. I'll be over as soon as I can, Flanagan. What was she doing when she broke her leg? Skiing. Skiing? <laughs> But there's been no snow since last winter. That's when she broke it. Hurry up, will you, Doc? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, let's see. According to your history, McGee, you've had insomnia for years. I have? Yes. Any bad habits? Yes. I don't sleep good. <clears throat> yes, I know. Uh, do you drink heavily, McGee? 
No, I don't, Doc, but Molly's Uncle Dennis is an awful... Oh, 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 hold it there. Never you mind about me, Uncle Dennis. <clears throat> you smoke heavily, McGee? Oh, I don't know, Doc. I never smoke more than three or four cigarettes a day. Well, that's moderate. And 25 cigars. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. McGee, I want you to cut out tobacco entirely for one week and go on a bland diet. Uh, go on a what? A bland diet. Heavenly days, and I don't think we have a bland in the house. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Doc. I- I've smoked all my life. You can't expect well, Those are to... my orders. No smoking for one week. Oh. Then come and see me again. You better come to see me, Doc. I'll be too weak to go out. <laughs> don't be silly, McGee. I've been telling you for years to cut down on your smoking. Is that all, Doctor? Uh, for now, yes, Mrs. McGee. And McGee, huh? drink four full glasses of water right now. You'll find a water cooler in the reception room. Uh, hurry up. But what's the idea? McGee, Why don't... go on. Oh. What's the idea of making him drink four glasses of water, Doctor? Uh, so I could talk to you privately a minute. Oh. Now, look. It's going to be a great strain on his willpower to quit smoking abruptly. You can get Gutsum Borglum to carve that in a mountain, too. <laughs> McGee will never do it, Doctor. You'll have to. And you can help. How? Now, here. You take this little bottle of medicine. When he begins to weaken... Put about three drops into his coffee. Yeah. It won't hurt him, but it makes tobacco taste simply terrible. Do you understand? Certainly. Would it cure him quicker if I dumped the whole bottle in at once? Oh, no, 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 no. Goodness, no, no. Now, remember, just three drops. Yeah, three drops of what? Well, the doctor was just going to say that three drops of prevention was worth six pounds of cure. Huh. How do you know he was going to say that? He, he hadn't got to it yet. I read lips. Oh, <laughs> Well, I'll certainly give your treatment a whirl, Doc. And much obliged. Think nothing of it. I do. Just about. (laughs) Ah, dear, you'll never be able to do it, dearie. You can't quit smoking. Who says I can't? Here, take these cigars and hide them. All right, I will. And hide them someplace where I can't possibly find them. Say, in the bottom drawer of your dressing table. That's a good place. (laughs) Come on, hurry, dearie. The elevator's waiting. Okay, Call your floors, please. Well, hello there, Mr. Oldtimer. I didn't recognize you. Didn't, eh? (laughs) Yeah, and the minute young Johnny here didn't say anything to me about life having its ups and downs, I didn't recognize him either. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, Oldtimer. Yep, but that ain't the way I heard it. (laughs) The way I heard it, one feller says to tell a feller... Say, say, see where they're agitating for a prohibition in the areas where there's army encampments. That's so, says t'other feller. Well, there's one thing you better let the boys have. What's that, says the first feller? Draft beer. Come on, McGee. <laughs> oh, darn you, daughter, you little point killer. <laughs> then for all out. <laughs>
You know, Molly, I shouldn't bust off smoking so abrupt as this like this here. I, I, I ought to quit gradual. Now, think what this is liable to do to my metabolism. Metabolism. Huh? And if the doctor says that you... Hey, where are you going, McGee? To the drugstore. I, I got to make a phone call. I'll, I'll be right out. All right. Hurry up. Yes, sir? Uh, quick, sis. Uh, give me a cigar. Uh, make it a El Ropo Panatella. Yes, sir. Here you are. Thank you. We're having a sale on these El Ropos today, sir. A box of 50 for $1.95. Oh, boy. I'll take them. Oh, no. Here, send me a box. Yeah, send it to Fibber McGee and, and care of the Elks Club. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Who did you have to call, McGee? Well, the Elks are putting on a show next Thursday, Molly, and I, I ordered a box. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And what's that in your hand behind your back? Huh? Oh, for goodness sake. A cigar. Hand it over. Oh, now, Molly, I ain't going to smoke it. Honest. I'm just keeping it to tempt myself. I know you, McGee. You can resist anything but temptation. Look, Molly. Ain't it more to my credit if I have a good cigar in my hand and don't smoke it than if I didn't have a good cigar in my hand and didn't smoke it? Well, yes, I guess it is. I got even a better idea. I bet you I could light it and take one drag onto it and throw it away. Huh? <laughs> I guess that'll prove I got willpower. Why, shucks, I got even more willpower than that. I can take five drags onto it and throw it away. <laughs> yes, or even ten. Why, I could smoke it clear down to the best part and toss it into the gutter without even a backward look. You got a match? <laughs> Oh, look, McGee, here comes Mrs. Uppington. Oh, oh, that old overage battleship. Why didn't they trade her in for a naval base? Battleship is right. That hat of hers would make a lovely crow's nest. If that isn't the silliest look... Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppy. I, I missed you the other evening when I gave my rumba exhibition at the country club. Oh, really, you missed a very delightful evening. Well, I'm sorry, Ate. We had to see a man about a horse. Yeah. <laughs> Gene Autry at the Bijou Theater. <laughs> but how did the rumba exhibition go, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, marvelously, my dear, marvelously. I was in splendid form. Yeah, I know you were, Ate. A musician friend of mine was there. <laughs> Old Charlie Rimshaw. <laughs> He says after seeing you rumba, he was going to take it up himself. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, is he going to take it up with me? No, with the Cuban government. <laughs> well, I, I do not consider that very amusing, Mrs. McGee. But then I should know better than to discuss anything aesthetic with persons of such bourgeois mentality. What's, uh, what's bourgeois mentality? That's highbrow for lowbrow. <laughs> Tell me, Uppy, in this rumba dancing, you make up the steps as you go along? Well, now, that's odd that you should ask me that, Miss McGee. Yes? Uh, William, uh, uh, Mr. Mills, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he asked me the same question. Uh-huh. Uh, Smokey, he said. Do you add lib, the ankle stuff? Why, of course not, Lammy Pie, I said. There's a definite routine to follow. Why did you ask? And he said, well, babe, it always looks so hip as to me. <laughs> It 
There's one share of Mayflower stock that never paid a dividend. <laughs> what you sniffing at? Oh, boy. Did you get a whiff of that cigar that just went past? Oh, was that delicious. Oh, are you really that hungry for a cigar? Am you? I? Molly, I'd like to get caught in an avalanche of stogies and have to smoke my way out. As the gal says when she split her riding breeches at the horse show, this is a heck of a way to bust an old habit. <laughs> Well, the doctor's probably right. People smoke a lot more than they used to. They say it's because of the fast pace, the rush and bustle of modern living, but I think it's a lot of bunk. Why? said he innocently, knowing very well he was given Mr. Wilcox an opening he could drive a truck through, loaded with Johnson's glowcoat. <laughs> well, look, take housewives, for instance. Yeah. They have hours and hours more leisure than they had in the old days of floor scrubbing. Will you amplify that statement, Mr. Wilcox, for the benefit of our listeners and in the interest of our better relationship with the sponsors? <laughs> why, why, gladly, Molly. You see, instead of the old-fashioned back-breaking mop-and-pail days, we now have Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. The floor polish that does everything but ball out the ice man for tracking in mud. And what's a little mud to glow coat? <laughs> well, it's your story, bud. You tell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, spots and dust can be wiped up in a jiffy from a glow-coated floor. And when you think that all you have to do to apply it is just pour a little out on the floor... Spread it around and wait 20 minutes or so. Linoleum, with no rub, could a mere man get in such a nervous uproar? Uh, I don't know why he should, but I'm certainly in one. Up to my neck. I'm dying for a smoke. I know, I know. I quit smoking for a week once. And when I went back to it, I went in for Egyptian cigarettes. Because I'd aged about 2,000 years. <laughs> oh, so long, Pepper. We'll let it get you down. So long, Molly. Goodbye, this will, guys. Egyptian cigarettes. And he promised his mummy he'd never smoke. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. It's only been on a couple of weeks. Don't you get it, Molly? I said... Ain't he... funny, McGee. No. I'm nervous. I... Well, let's stop someplace for a cup of coffee. I gotta get something to calm my nerves. Well, let's go home where I can make you a good cup of coffee. Then we can sit Hi down... Hi there. Good morning, my dear. Hello, Mr. Boomer. And good day to you, Rattletrap. <laughs> What are you looking so dismal about? Now, don't twit me, Boomer. I feel kind of edgy today, and I'm liable to be a little cutting. <laughs> He's had to give up cigars, Mr. Boomer. Doctor's orders, you know. Ah, yes. Pernicious habit, cigar smoking. Never use the weed myself. Ah, don't give me that malarkey about you not smoking, Boomer. You always got a cigar in your puss. Certainly, Half Dome, certainly. <laughs> but mine are a special brand. The nicotine content has been chemically removed. <laughs> a child could smoke them. Half my little nephew, age three and a half, smoked five of them yesterday. Oh, my. Yes, yes. They turned him a rich purple like a meerschaum pie. Very <laughs> pretty effect, if I do say it myself. Can I try one sassafras? Have it right here with me. Okay, Boomer, give me one of your painless panatellas. Willingly, willingly. Have it, uh, have it right here. Now, uh, where did I put that sterilized stogie? Let's see now. Uh, here's a camel's hair paintbrush. Wonderful thing. Can go seven days without watercolor. 
Here's Buddha Mouse Trap my brother invented. Did the world beat a path up to his door? Yes, and then beat up my brother. <laughs> Poor Don. Ah, uh, what's this? Oh, yes, postcard from Sheila the shoplifter. Unfortunate girl. Got caught with a hot piano when the stool turned and squealed on her. <laughs> Here's a dozen assorted wallets given to me by a pickpocket pal. Oh, it's always fair leather when good felons get together. <laughs> Here's a false beard with a bit of egg on it for realism. A check for a short beer. Well, well, that's not no cigar. Sorry, sad puss. I'll have to try and pick one up for you someplace. The King's Men singing The Breeze and I. your horrid old cigar. Oh, can't I have a cigar instead, Molly? Please. Gee whiz, I, I'm really suffering. Well, open the window and get some fresh air. It's awfully hot in here. Oh, it ain't the heat. It's the humidor. <laughs> I want to smoke. Oh, don't be such a baby. Drink your coffee. Okay. Oh! <laughs> oh. Hey, what is this? Jabber or lava? <laughs> Now, that tastes awful. Why, of course it does, dearie. That's because you got all that nicotine in your system. Uh, Where are you going? I'm going upstairs and lie down. I, I don't feel good. And Molly... Yeah? If you should smell smoke up there, it'll be incense. 
Uh, I'm in a kind of an oriental mood. You know, fatalistic. If I smell smoke up there, I'll smell a rat. If you tried to smoke a cigar behind my back... I wonder who that could be. Well, it's got to be either Gildersleeve or the little girl, unless they rung in a new character on us. <laughs> Come in. Oh, there, Mrs. McGee. Hello, McGee. Hey, I just won $20 on the Cincinnati Red. <laughs> so I thought maybe... That uh... ratted Gildersleeve, quit waving that cigar in my face. Keep your filthy habits to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, McGee, is that any way to talk to nice Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, no, I guess it ain't. But it'll be better when I get going good. <laughs> now, look here, Throckmorton. If you think you can come into my house and poison the air with them cheap stogies of yours, smelling up our new drapery... Now, and... look here, McGee. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Gildersleeve. You'll have to make allowances for McGee today. He's a little on edge because he's quit cigars. Oh, quit cigars, eh? <laughs> yeah, I see. Well, I'll never give up cigars as long as I live. Ah, but think of your health, Mr. Gildersleeve. What's the matter with my health? I'm as strong as an ox. Yeah, and just as dumb. What? <laughs> you may think you're as dumb as an ox, Gildersleeve, but how's your wind? <laughs> Could you protect your wife from the insults of some street corner bully, could you? Well, I... Has your hair been getting a little thin lately? Well, come to think of it, my hair... You notice that you pant a little when you lean over to tie your shoes in the morning? McGee, now that you speak of it, I... Uh... Uh, when you walk into a dark movie theater, do you keep seeing Don Amici's in front of your eyes? <laughs> by George, Mrs. McGee, I believe... Well, think it over, Gildersleeve. Don't you think you owe it to your loved ones? Who told you about her? Who? <laughs> my wife, huh? <laughs> I'm serious, Gildersleeve. Remember, your health is the most valuable thing you have. Ain't you man enough to give up a trifling habit like cigars to preserve the precious heritage of health? Oh, my goodness. Where's an ashtray, Mrs. McGee? I want to put this cigar out. Right here, Mr. Gildersleeve. Uh, there. <laughs> that ain't enough, Gildersleeve. Yeah. You can't do it by putting out one cigar. You gotta make a clean break. You gotta say to yourself, What do you call yourself when you talk to yourself? Uh, Gil. <laughs> Thanks. Gil? You, you really call yourself that? <laughs> you got to say to yourself, Gil, from today on, I'm going to be a man. Why should I be a slave to nic 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 nicotine? Out with the insidious cigarette. Out with the character sapping cigar. I'm turning over a new leaf. That's what you got to say to yourself, Gildersleeve, my boy. McGee, you've made me see things in a new light. Open the window, will you, Mrs. McGee? Certainly, Mr. Gildersleeve. If you intend to jump out, Gildersleeve, don't forget this is the ground floor. But there's a window up in the attic that you... I'm not jumping out! I'm tossing these cigars away. There they go. Never let it be said that a mere piece of vegetation ever licked Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. I feel better already, McGee. I don't know how to thank you for this. Gildersleeve, 
My reward is in seeing your footsteps planted on the golden trail of health and happiness. Now go, and may you never relapse into your old evil ways. You're a good man, McGee. Good night, Gil. Good night, Fib. Good night. McGee, that was a dirty trick. Well, I'm in a dirty mood. Here I am dying for a smoke, and that big foghorn comes in and waves a 50-cent Colorado Clara right under my nose. I had to convert him in self-defense. Another week of this, and I'll be walking down the street throwing rocks at little children and kicking the heads off the tulips. There won't be any tulips, not till next spring. Well, I'll wait. I can hold a grudge. Don't be such a sour puss, dearie. Don't forget the old saying that I just made up. <laughs> People in paring knives that lose their temper are pretty dull to have around. People in paring knives? Yeah, oh, that's it. for the love of Here, have some hot coffee. Well, okay. Thanks, Molly. Oh! Oh, boy! Oh, that's awful! Oh! Oh! Oh, boy, I can't even enjoy a cup of coffee. Uh-huh. So you're convinced now. Yes, I'm convinced. You're absolutely right, Molly. I'm through. I'm through for good. From this day on, I'm swearing off. I knew you could give up tobacco if you really tried. Tobacco? I'm giving up coffee. Bring me a cigar and a glass of milk. <laughs> River and Molly will be back in just a moment. Do you like to do a little painting or decorating now and then? Do you have a breakfast set or a bookcase that you've been itching to brighten up with new colors? Then listen carefully while I tell you about Johnson's newest product, a brand new kind of enamel that actually has wax mixed right in it. It's called Johnson's Wax Enamel, and it's different from any enamel you've ever tried before. Because of its wax content, wax enamel dries with a beautiful soft luster, satiny smooth, that lovely finish that only wax can give. And that isn't the whole story either. A wax enamel finish is harder to mar or scratch and much easier to clean. You brush wax enamel like any ordinary enamel. A little goes a long way and one coat nearly always covers. Look over the wide assortment of stunning wax enamel colors now at your hardware, paint, or department store. You're sure to like the extra beauty that wax enamel gives. McGee. Huh? What's the matter, Molly? Call the police. I heard a noise under our window. Oh, that's okay. That's just Gildersleeve looking for them cigars he threw out. <laughs> Why don't you be nice and go help him look? It's no use, Molly. They ain't there. You mean you... Yes. Oh. Good night. Good night, This is Harlow Wilcox, reminding you that when you buy any one of the Johnson Wax products, you get your full money's worth in satisfaction. Be sure to ask your dealer for Johnson's self-polishing glow coat for your linoleum, Johnson's Wax for your floors, furniture, and woodwork, and Johnson's Car New for your car. All these superior products are manufactured by S.C. Johnson & Son, Incorporated, Racine, Wisconsin. 
Well, we hope you'll all be with us again next Tuesday night, same time, same station. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.